The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we're catching up with Killy Resources, trades under the code KLI. We've had them on the show before, but uh, I'll just uh, refresh that they floated, came to the market through an IPO in February, raised $6 million, currently trading at around 15 cents a share for a market cap of $7.8 million. And importantly, given the uh, malaise we're going through in the market at the moment, it has 4.6 million in the bank to uh, keep things moving along. I must say they did hit the ground running after the IPO. So we've got lots to talk about across its gold, copper and rare earths exploration programs in uh, WA and uh, gold, copper up in Queensland. And I'll just remind uh, listeners that the overall strategy here is a uh, to focus on underexplored provinces with potential for the discovery of new large-scale mineral systems. This is a company not scratching around old workings. It's uh, out there looking undercover for big deposits that, for one reason or other, have been uh, hiding away, waiting for them to come along and find something significant. So with that, I'll introduce Catherine Cutler, the CEO. G'day, Catherine. Welcome back to the show. Well, g'day, Barry. Thanks for having me. Hey, Catherine, uh, a lot on the go since the listing in February. The focus, uh, well, it's twin focus there, but uh, the flagship project, for want of a better expression, does look to be the West Tanami project up in the eastern Kimberley region there. A lack of outcrop in that part of the world, very remote, but uh, I see you've been pitching your tents and getting out there and doing some drilling. We have. Yeah, we have, absolutely. Um, we've had a two-pronged approach to our exploration program. We've had um, running parallel to our West um, Tanami project exploration, we've had Ravenswood North, but the main focus of the company has still been to progress West Tanami um, for gold and rare earth exploration. So we have had an Air Corps uh, RC rig out there drilling, um, still 10,000 metres, um, looking for gold and rare earth systems. Um, as well as we've had a diamond rig out there uh, drilling a rather deep uh, drill hole in conjunction with the Geological Survey and the Mines Department at WA as part of the Exploration Incentive Scheme. Um, and we've also been completing soil, rock chips um, and all uh, groundwork programs as well. Um, as well as we've been flying magnetics for a thousand square kilometres over the project. So we've sort of rigs in the air and on the ground. So it's, it's been a big push um, and a lot of good work's been done in the last couple of months. Uh, you presumably have core in the labs waiting assays now. We do, yes, yes. We did a preliminary process of the core with photographs and a preliminary log in the field. Um, and then that core's come down um, to Perth. And our plan is to have a Tanami guru geologist, Leon Vargas, uh, have a look at the core for us. He's one of the original geos that mapped the area. Um, back in the 80s and 90s. So his opinion um, and thoughts on that drill hole um, will be invaluable. So looking forward to processing that core further and then the results coming out after that. Just tell us a bit more about that um, deep diamond hole. The um, geological survey doesn't 
hand out money willy-nilly for this uh, sort of work. <laughs> so there was agreement on what that uh, this hole was worth drilling. Yeah, so um, because the area has almost no drilling and is under thin cover, um, there's really no knowing exactly what's under there. And because we're looking for a large-scale gold system similar to that of Cali, um, you know, 120 k's down the road, we developed a structural target and we put in an application to the department and said, you know, this is what we'd like to do. We have no idea what's here. We think it's this, but we'd really like to spend some money in the ground so we know that we're in the right province um, for finding something of significance. And in order to do that, we need to determine we're in the right rocks. And we can only do that if we if we drill. So we put our application in. They were found to have technical merit and the government has provided $150,000 towards um, the drilling of that, di- that single diamond hole. So that... The information from that hole will give us stratigraphy, it will give us structure, potential mineralisation and potential um, alteration assemblages that may be of use for finding both gold um, and rare earth. So um, it's, it's a big step to do a drill, you know, a deep drill hole like this straight away. But what it does is it speeds up the exploration pipeline. It gives you all that information right at the beginning, rather than if we were to continue and drill, you know, 30,000 metres of air core and RC, it might take a couple of years to get to this point of understanding of the geochemistry and of the um, stratigraphy in which we're in. That's in the lab as well, is it? It is, yes, yes. Um, We are doing some petrology work, um, we've been doing PXRF work, um, and then it'll be sent in for multi-element and um, fire assay. There will obviously be the results coming out from that and the uh, the rare earth slash gold from the AC and RC program that uh, is also on its way. So exciting times for a company with a what, $7.8 million market cap. Yes, we've completed a lot of field work, um, which then enables all these assays to filter through in the coming months. So it's pretty exciting. Um, the drill programs have had multiple prongs to them. Um, it was targeting extensions of known gold mineralisation off our tenement, onto our tenement, as well as theoretical um, concepts and targets for gold, uh, as well as the rare earths. Um, we have a couple of greenfields exploration targets for rare earth mineralisation, hydrothermal rare earth mineralisation, and um, and we've been able to do a couple of large um wide-spaced air core lines across that to see if we can um, find anything of um, significance um, in that area as well. So the, the rare earth's horizon, or uh, for want of a better expression, um, had to identify rare earths uh, in this sort of setting. Uh, how deep do you have to drill them? Not that deep, as it turns out. <laughs> we weren't sure. When I mentioned the Tanami to anyone um interested in the projects that we've got their usual response is that the Tanami is under a lot of um, cover under a lot of alluvial cover under deep cover and it's not what we've found with our exploration program and with the air core drilling is that there's only been thin alluvial cover say four to eight meters maximum and then we have a rather stripped um, regolith profile of which we're almost into sap rock um, from eight to ten meters so we've been able to complete more drilling than we thought because um, and cover further lines across the prospects 
because it's not as deep as we thought. Uh, interesting, Catherine. Um, there's also other explorers in the area, so there seems to be a, a hope that uh, we might be onto a new rare earths province here. Yes, absolutely. Um, there's, there's four companies operating out in this district at the moment, um, completing large, like solid exploration campaigns. Um, so, yes, look, I think everyone's looking for um, anything, really, because it's very unknown. It's ext- poor, very poorly understood. So um, all the information that's feeding through from these drill programs will just increase everyone's knowledge of what's um, available and the prospectivity of this region. Uh, I mentioned earlier one of the reasons was uh, this part of the world is uh, underexplored is because of the, the cover, and we've covered off on that, particularly in your area, it's exploration there. The other is, of course, uh, remoteness. So I was just wondering how you guys uh, went in the field during these programs. Yes, I mean, absolutely. It is quite remote. We're um, a couple of hundred k's southeast of Halls Creek in the Kimberley, right on the NTWA border. From when we floated in February, we had a two-month period in where we established all our access um, and all our heritage um, access to the ground in order to complete our ground-disturbing activities. And in that period, we were able to establish a pipeline um, of the logistics of getting everything out there. So um, that actually was extremely positive for us. We were able to get out within two months and complete five months' worth of exploration sort of at one time within those eight eight, nine weeks, um, which is no small feat. It was fairly um, busy for everyone, um, but we've got a very capable exploration team and that made sense for us. It also minimised all our costs because we had everyone out there at once um, completing all the work and then and now they're able to come back. And in terms of uh, track access, uh, were you able to utilise any existing tracks or do you have to push through some of your own? Yes, there are existing tracks. A lot um, were put in by Barrick and Giapeco. Um, Barrick more recently, sort of early 2000s. Um, and we were able to utilise those tracks um, and, and push them back in. In areas they were overgrown, but um, we could still see them with the use of a drone um, and uh, and establish access. From the Tanami Road, in order to get up to some of these processes, projects or prospects uh, raven and trickstar our rare earth project it's about um, a two and a half to three hour drive so it it is a remote location and um and it is an unusual place to be but therein lies the opportunity for us to find something that others maybe didn't have the ability to find this uh considered to be like three uh, gold corridors up there cali kookaburra and coyote are you across all three or just uh, cali so we we're working up um, all three sort of at the same time, but we've focused the exploration to start with on the Cali and the Kookaburra trends um, in the in the north and on the eastern side of the project, because we know there's existing known min, um, gold mineralisation in those in those two um, systems. The Coyote Corridor in the south, um, we're establishing access um, with heritage surveys at the moment for that, but the other two prospects we've already the other two corridors we already have access approved with the local group. One step at a time, one year at a time. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. We don't hear, obviously, Kelly's uh, owned by uh, Newmont, um, overseas company, so we don't hear much about it, but it uh, has to be one of the best mines in Australia. It uh, keeps giving. It, it is, yeah. Well, from what I hear, it, uh, 
it overproduces, um, and that's because of the style of mineralized gold mineralization that is there. It's a sheeted vein quartzets. It's nuggety gold within those sheeted veins, and um, it has a higher recovery generally to what the um, resources start start with at the different um, underground mines. So yeah, it is. It's a fantastic system, and I think the odds of there only being one like that in this area it's just, it's just not going to happen there's got to be another one in here that um, hopefully we can tag on to and you've got a uh, hundred kilometer of strike along those fault systems we do we've got a really large tenement package um there are targets all over it i think when we last spoke i said one of the biggest problems was actually um, narrowing down the targets and prioritising them because there are so many. GeoPico had the ground at one point and they generated uh, 29 odd anomalies along their tenements and they were only able to test three of them. So um, we will be um, working through them and prioritising them in our exploration campaigns as well. Good stuff. All right, so as the wait for assays uh, continues, but uh, shouldn't be too much longer now, um, maybe another four weeks or so? Hopefully sooner than that, but yes. Within a month or so. Absolutely, yes. Uh, great, Catherine. So let's swing over to uh, Queensland in the Charters Towers uh, Ravenswood area where you have the Ravenswood North Project, the intrusion-related gold hunts uh, going on there. What have you been up to and what can you tell us? Well, we've completed a few or a couple of um, geochemical campaigns now. Um as well as a VTEM um, airborne uh, geophysical survey um, over the main corridor or the main Ravenswood corridor uh, that is highly prospective for gold and copper mineralisation. Um, the geochemical campaigns that have been completed um, cover a number of prospects. However, we have had a reasonably fantastic result um, from our first soil program at our Rocky Prospect. Um, the results uh, gave us a fantastic geochemical anomaly at surface, which is textbooked for an intrusive gold-copper system in this area, which was highly anomalous for gold, copper, moly, silver and lead. Um, so that provides us with a, you know, a brilliant geochem and geophysical um, target in which to test um, when we get the dual rigs um, out there and spinning. Um, and then on from that, we've extended up to the north to some of our other prospects and completed um, some geochemical uh, soils as well as some rock chip programs across some of the outcrops up there. So those results remain pending and they should be filtering through as well in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're quite excited to see those results. Um, and the VTEM survey uh, last week put out the announcement of some of the results from our VTEM um, airborne survey and that's that's the uh, EM loop that sits below a helicopter and flies over um, the tenant over the ground at, at reasonably low um, altitude um, across the mountains and um, records the um, magnetic susceptibility of the rocks below and what that can help us identify is the potential for sulfide bodies that are uh, at depth or undercover um, and within that then gives us these targets that we can um, we can test it can it can give us a response for sediments and shales and things like that um, but it can also give us um, the potential to find sort of concealed sulfide bodies so we've 
generated there's about 37 targets that came out of that survey only 37 only 37 <laughs> yeah we're now in the process of um going through those targets, identifying which we believe to be real and which ones we believe um, align with existing geochem anomalies on surface, and then they will provide additional data for upcoming um, drill programs um, at the project. Okay, so was that flown over the Rocky Prospect as well? It was, yes. It was flown um, on the tenement holding that covers the Ravenswood Corridor. So it covered all the way from Rocky, all the way up to the north to the Hotspur West Branch Prospects in the north. And it just had a section out in the middle which has the Mount Success and Golden Valley deposits, which are not on our tenement that are held by um, Resolute. Rocky itself, uh, I think the company reported uh, some very high-grade... Were they uh, soil samples? Yes, yes. Rocky is... um, a fantastic anomaly, actually. It's, um, as I said, it's a one and a half kilometres um, squared um, sort of system. Within that, there's a large 100 ppb gold anomaly. And then within that, again, there is two discrete 200 ppb um, gold anomalies that are cut a couple of hundred metres long each as well. Um, but not only is the gold the interesting part in that geochem signature. Um, The copper, the silver, and specifically the molybdenum um, are really important um, in intrusive copper gold um, porphyry style systems. So any geologists that have had a a look at this um, are are pretty interested because it it does look like something you would pull out of a a textbook. It's um, a very neat little um, structure, so we're pretty excited by that to have that um, target generated so quickly um, at, at the beginning. And, and that was only generated from an interpretation from the existing magnetics data that said that there was possibly a intrusive unit um, below it. Um, so that's why we put did the soils there in the first place. Um, so it's a fantastic result and um, we're all pretty thrilled that uh, we get out there and test that in the near term. Yeah, with the drill bit, you mean? Yeah, is, that is true, yes, exactly. It's a region known for big gold deposits. Um, Ravenswood, I think, is 10 million ounces. Charters Towers was 14 or 15 million ounces. And I think Mount Lation's in the same part of the world, 4 million ounces. So is there similarities then with Rocky? Or Yes, absolutely. The, um, the mineral system that we see at Rocky is indicative of those systems. Mount Lation itself has a gold, um, silver, molly, copper um, anomaly associated with the mineralisation there as well. So it's extremely positive that, and it makes sense that we're in the right we're in the right area for this style of mineralisation, um, and and these elements give us the confidence that we um, should hopefully find something of significance at Rocky. Okay. Any outcropping rocks of interest? Um, the guys have been out there, yes. Um, there was a breccia um, seen at surface um, adjacent one of the 200 ppb gold anomalies, um, which was uh, yeah, a breccia porphyry. Um, and they've been out there again in the last month um, around that area collecting more rock chip samples and they've found more outcrop around the area. Um, so those results will feed through um, in coming weeks as well. Well, well done in the first, what, six, seven months of uh, listing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been advancing a... on all fronts, which is great. Yeah, it's been a busy six months. Now the hard bit, I'll, if I could ask you to just give investors a feel for what they should look out for in the r- r- rundown of Christmas. So. 
Yes, well, the next couple of months we'll have results from the air core and diamond drilling at West Tanami. Um, so they were the results responsible for gold and rare earth exploration um, in the Kimberley. Um, as well as we'll have some geochemical results coming through from the Ravenswood North project, which is our gold copper project um, in the Charters Towers region. Um, Fieldwork is still ongoing at both projects. Um, and also on top of that, we have had both our other uh, projects granted this year as well, which is our copper project in the Pilbara called Balfour and the Mount Rawdon West Copper Gold Molly project um, inland from Bundaberg, Mount Rawdon West. So we've been establishing access on those projects um, and we will be out on the ground um, hopefully before the year as well, starting um, exploration on, on those two assets as well. So there you go, folks. A very lightly capitalised explorer, importantly, has the cash in the bank to keep on going, get cracking on the ground, and uh, that's exactly what they're doing with a whole bunch of assays in the lab waiting to uh, pop out, hopefully with some uh, rare earths and gold and etc. So the, the whole bunch. So it's all systems go. So Catherine, thanks for your time today. Good luck with it all. We'll be uh, watching with keen interest. Great. Thanks very much, Barry. Cheers.